This week on Priority One, we trek out a deleted scene from Discovery Season 2, catch a glimpse of Captain Pike, and celebrate Anthony Rapp's engagement. In Star Trek Gaming, we enter the breach. Strike Wing escorts are available, and are you ready to step onto the holodeck? RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Command codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains. You're listening to episode 438 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. Your weekly report for all the major news happening in the Star Trek multiverse. Recorded live on Tuesday, November 12th, 2019, and available for download or streaming on Friday, November 15th, at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Anthony. And I'm Kat. And as you can hear, Elijah's not with us this week, but with us is Classic Tony. Welcome back, Tony. Before we jump into the news, we want to invite you to join in on the weekly conversations, whether via social media platforms like Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast, on Twitter or Instagram at PriorityOnePod, or by email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Maintaining these features would not be possible without the support of our patrons, listeners like you, who support the ongoing production of this show by offering a financial contribution each month. Visit us at patreon.com forward slash Priority One Pod and check out how you can become an admiral in the Priority One Podcast listener fleet. Captains, we know giving up your hard-earned money to a podcast is a big ask. We understand that. So, we ask you to help us in other ways. One of the best ways you can give your support to the show is by sharing it on social media. So whenever we go live or whenever we post something that you find interesting, it would really help us out if you just let your friends know. And we're also looking for some help. We have a new video project we'd like to begin work on and we could use a little hand with editing. Nothing fancy, we're not trying to produce a movie or anything. So if you have experience with some video editing and would like to join the team, reach out to us. Our email is incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. Now let's check out the latest news from the Star Trek multiverse. I don't know. Then let's check it out. The second season of Star Trek Discovery released this week on Blu-ray and DVD. In a teaser last week on the io9 website, CBS released an exclusive deleted scene featuring Tilly and her mycelial parasitic pal, May Ahern. The scene opens on Tilly trying to ignore the mysterious May by reading a pad. May peeks around the edge and grins. Tilly, exasperated, tries to flee to the bathroom of her quarters, only for May to suddenly appear in that room. Clearly on the edge, Tilly declares that she can't be in the Starfleet Command training program if she's mentally unsound, to which May quips, well, that hardly seems fair. May argues that Tilly's mind works in, quote, fascinating ways. I'm inside it, feeling the throb of your neurons, the rush of hot, oxygenated blood coursing between hemispheres, end quote. To which a confused Tilly responds, are you coming on to me? May convinces Tilly to help her in her quest to observe and speak to the captain. She promises she can help Tilly reach her ultimate potential and change the universe for the better. 
once she has gotten her message to the captain through Tilly, May swears she'll be gone and seen. Season 2 Blu-ray release boasts over four hours of special features, including behind-the-scenes featurettes, cast and crew insights, and two of the show's short treks, Runaway and The Brightest Star. If the deleted scenes is any indication, some great material from Season 2 wound up on the cutting room floor. For a look at the scene, check out the link in our show notes. A little surprised they're only including two of the four short treks. That's kind of weird, isn't it? No, no, they'll remaster the DVDs <laughs> for the special director's cut, and that's how you get the other two. Come on, man. Merchandising. StarTrek.com dropped a sneak peek at the upcoming Captain Pike-centered short trek Ask Not this week. As Pike narrates that the Enterprise has picked up a distress call from the USS Bowman, we see a young Starfleet officer in red working frantically at a console. Suddenly, the two-wall displays behind her explode in a shower of fire, smoke, and glass. The scene fades to black and announces that the short trek would release on November 14th. Next, we see Pike himself declaring to someone off-screen, I need you to let me out of here. We see an officer in gold, presumably Pike, being led by two guards through a bulkhead door in restraints and a black hood. Next, we see a dark-haired young woman declare that he's a prisoner whose orders carry no weight. An angry Pike barks, Cadet, I am giving you a direct order to release me. The cadet refuses, and Pike warns that she will never see the inside of a starship again. Ominous music swells as the scene cuts to the Short Trek's logo and the date November 14th. There are plenty of sudden cuts and one-sided conversations in this teaser, so it's possible, even likely, that the relationship between the captive Pike and this cadet will not play out entirely as it seems. What's certain, though, is that Anson Mount's Pike will find himself in chains and in peril aboard another Starfleet vessel. Is he the victim of a trap? Was there a mutiny or piracy aboard the USS Bowman? What are number one Spock and the Enterprise doing to rescue their captain? If you haven't already, check out the short trek now on CBS All Access. For a look at the teaser, check out the link in our show notes. Uh, are you guys looking forward to this based on this teaser? Oh, you had me at Pike. <laughs> I already know what happens. <gasps> what? Remember, remember Next Generation where Wesley wanders around the hallway in the Starbase and it gets all explodey and he pulls the guy out of the fire or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's this. I'm calling it now. You think it's like a like a like a mock test? It's th- this is that this is that. Cadets all confused and oh my god, things are exploding all around me and she comes across a Starfleet cat and she has to decide: Do I let the prisoner out of the handcuffs or do I uh, you know do whatever? She has to make a command decision because she's responsible. So I, I'm calling it now. I'll, I'll, I'm happy to be wrong if I'm wrong, but that's I I got a strong whiff of oh yeah, it's the Wesley thing. That's interesting. I did not think about that at all, and I think that would be pretty interesting if if that was the case. Well, that brings us to our first community question this week. Have you seen the new short trek, Ask Not? And tell us, what did you think? And was Tony right? Streaming giant Netflix announced this week that all seasons of Star Trek The Animated Series will be removed from the service on December 1st, 2019. This announcement applies only to Netflix viewers in the United States for now. The show, which aired for 22 episodes over two seasons, has been carried by Netflix since 2016. Though there has been no announcement, it seems likely that the show will be moving to CBS All Access after it leaves Netflix. While not widely considered essential Star Trek viewing, the animated series carried on the tales of the USS Enterprise where the original series left off. Almost the entire original cast returned to voice their characters for the show. If you're a Trek 
completionist who hasn't yet seen it, or if you just enjoy the wilder side of Trek explored by these animated stories, you can still catch it on Netflix for now. I mean, I understand that they want to consolidate all of their shows, probably. I mean, that's the new thing, right? I mean, oh, yeah. is to have all of your properties under your own streaming service? Yeah, they're going to let all those Netflix licenses expire, and then everybody will be having to get CBS All Access. Not a lot to say about the animated series. There's the one where Harry Mudd shows up again. There's the one where the triple gets big. Oh, yeah, and Spock has his pet cat thing. Spock, yeah. yeah, Spock has a big pet cat. I, I, that's the, yeah, 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 yeah that's I, the one. That's the only one really to yeah, watch, I think. Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> it was made for Saturday morning cartoons. It was, you know, it was a kid's show. That's that's what it was. So I, it, for what it is, it's still Star Trek, but it's just a cartoon. Jake says it is available on CBS All Access already, so... Star Trek Discovery actor Anthony Rapp took to Twitter this week to make a big personal announcement. He tweeted, quote, So, something happened tonight. I asked Ken if he would marry me, and he said yes. I'm so very happy, and I'm so very thrilled to share this news end quote. The tweet was accompanied by a smiling picture of the happy couple. Voices of actors and fans from around the Star Trek world chimed in to share their best wishes. Everyone here at Priority One Podcast would also like to send our very best and congratulations to Anthony and Ken. I'm not big on like, you know, pseudo-stalking celebrities, but I love hearing stories like this and especially when it's in the Star Trek family. So a big congratulations to them. I wish them all the best and I hope that um, I hope Ken's a Star Trek fan. (laughs) Well, he better be. (laughs) I hope so. So too, but they're so cute. I, it's fantastic. And I would have made some sort of engaged joke if you hadn't already done one at the top of the show. So we'll just have to let it go there. <laughs> Are you a diehard collector of Star Trek merchandise? Then you might be interested in a brand new exclusive Captain Spock statue announced for pre-order by Sideshow and Darkside Collectibles Studio. According to the announcement, it is, quote, recreated from original CBS Studio Incorporated archived materials. And through a thorough examination of the original filming costumes, the statue features a breathtaking likeness of actor Leonard Nimoy as Captain Spock, as he appears in the Paramount Pictures Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan film directed by Nicholas Meyer in 1982. End quote. The statue measures 25 inches tall, and there are two versions available, one with Spock's hand behind his back, and the other depicting Spock in the act of the famous Vulcan salute. The statue's $1,299 price tag might deter all but the most determined collectors, though. If you'd like to check it out yourself, follow the link in our show notes. Is it $1,200 per version, then? So you have to spend $2,400 to get the set? Does it even have neck-pinching action? I bet it doesn't even have neck-pinching action. I know, right? Can it mind meld and stuff? Uh, for $1,200, I'd want the mind meld. I want the neck pinch. I want the eyebrow to go up and down. I'd want, like, the, you know, fabric to be from the original, Yeah. you know, costumes yeah. for that kind of money. Yeah, I want the emblems made of real gold. Yes, exactly. I have a $24 Kirk and Khan figure set from their battle in the engine room in Space Seed. And that $24 figure comes with six different attachments that you can switch out for their hands and their and the, the, the crowbar, the, all kinds of different stuff. So for $1,299, they better include both versions of the statues with detachable arms or something because that's just crazy. I mean, does it come with like a tricorder or any of those things? I mean. Do his boots come off? Right. You count his toes? I mean, yeah. (laughs) I know. Seriously, no one's paying $1,200. But, you know, if I had an extra $1,200... You'd go to 
probably vacation. You tell you go on a trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what you do. I'd go to yeah. And you, and you take Anthony's twenty four dollars Spock uh, Kirk and Con figures with you. Well, captains, that's all the news we have to trek out this week. Now let's find out what happened in the world of Star Trek gaming. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. As we reported last week, the next feature TFO into the breach has already begun. With it, a new universal console and an opportunity to make more progress in the free Tier 6 campaign. We told you there would be a daily choice between running the featured TFO once or the new patrol twice. Well, now that Cryptic has officially announced the event, there are actually three reworked Delta Patrols added to the patrol system, and running those will count towards your event campaign progress. Tempting Targets in the Kinbar system finds you and the Voth escorting some Teray ships on a trade mission with the Hierarchy. In Aftermath, you'll need to protect a Borg cooperative ship from some attacking Voth in the Nesserdine system. And in Blockade Runner, you'll help some Krenum colonists escape a Vardwar attack. These patrols are meant to offer a fast-paced and exciting way to play the game and to earn rewards. The featured TFO and these new patrols are live in-game now, and the Into the Breach event will run until December 2nd. Uh, so, Kat, what did you think of these uh, new patrols? I thought they were great. They go by really fast, and, you know, if you're playing with some friends, they go by even faster. Yeah, I, I played two out of the three of them to get my progress today. Tempting Targets and Blockade Runner, and I, I liked them. They were fun. I don't recall playing the original ones, so I really have nothing to compare them to, but I thought these were, you know, were quick, easy. They're clear. I love the new icons that show mm-hmm. you where you're where you need to go. I, I really love that. Right. And I also played uh, Into the Breach. Uh, and I, they've they've done some minor updates with that too to make it more clear what direction you got to go when you're running through that. But um, but yeah, if you want my advice, just play the patrols for the progress. To be honest. Yeah, I can get through those patrols in you know five minutes versus the breach, which is twenty. If so. you if you go in with a team that does not know how to do those power cores, you you're going to be in there for longer than you need to. It's, it can be disappointing sometimes. The Strikewing Escort Bundle of Starships is now available in the Sea Store for Federation and Klingon characters. This new bundle includes the Earhart Strikewing Escort and the Sec Strikewing Escort. Each ship comes with a squadron of fighters to help it eliminate threats. Class C shuttles for the Earhart and Mokai fighters for the Sec. These ships also come with the Universal Console cascading gravimetric disruptions. This console can emit a pulse that will seek out up to five enemy warp core powered ships dealing damage until destabilizing. This console also boosts energy damage and control expertise. Also included is the experimental weapon Subatomic Field Disruptor, which deals electrical damage over time. And finally, leveling up each ship's mastery will earn you the starship trait Target That Explosion. When slotted, activating any command or torpedo ability will cause allies to fire additional torpedoes at your next torpedo target. Fleet versions of these ships are also available. For a full list of stats and images, check out the show notes. So two things stand out to me about these ships. One, there's an electrical damage weapon for Cat. And two, this trait sounds really cool. It, it And I, I don't know as we've ever had anything in the game like this where a trait that you have makes your allies fire extra weapons. That's pretty cool. I'd like to test this. I got these ships today and I just started to fly it. 
by the Fed one. I haven't done the open open the KDF one yet. I, I also love the fact that they're updating the the Discovery era ships for the 25th century. Like this is another example of them taking a ship from Discovery and and sort of redoing it for the 25th century. And those ships always look so good, in my opinion. Like. I feel like we're in a new era of ship design for Star Trek Online. All of these ships that they're coming out with that are based off of Discovery ships just are really, really nice looking. And, you know, I bought the pack today, and I don't know if this is because I had the mirror angle on another character, but the skin that you can choose for this is either, you know, the Earhart or the angle. Oh, that's cool. Well, that makes sense that they would give you the Discovery skin with the Tier 6 one. Yeah. Console captains can now put their academy training to use in the famous no-win scenario. The Kobayashi Maru featured TFO as live for PS4 and Xbox One with the Kobayashi Maru Transponder Reward. A reminder that this is the first event in the Tier 6 ship coupon campaign. Players can earn 50 progress daily by participating in one of three required featured events, and once they reach a total of 2100 progress, they will earn a free Tier 6 ship coupon. And as expected, captains can also create new Jem'Hadar captains to join the Gamma Recruits. Check out the show notes for stats on the transponder reward and to see a few of the Gamma Recruit rewards. So we knew that when this came out that it would be slightly different than the PC version of the free Tier 6 coupon. And it turns out that the console coupon is actually going to be for Tier 6 Phoenix ships. What? So I don't... They won't be able to use that for Sea Store ships. I think they can only use it for... Uh, Phoenix ships. Yeah, but still, Phoenix ships. You can get some good ships from there. I mean, I almost wish that that was the case for PC as well. I'll be honest with you, this made me log into my PS4 and play the daily progress today. Oh, nice. And now for some upcoming events in Star Trek Online. PC players should dust off those dilithium drills for a dilithium bonus weekend, running now until Monday the 18th. Then from the 21st to the 25th, gain bonus technology points in an item upgrade weekend. Following that will be a bonus marks weekend from November 28th to December 2nd. And according to the in-game calendar, Q's Winter Wonderland is scheduled to start on December 3rd and run until January 2nd. And for any of those captains on both PC and console that weren't able to run the creepy Hearts and Minds mission, the two previous times it was available this year, you're in luck. December brings us another Friday the 13th and another opportunity to get your reward exclusive to that mission. Don't worry though, 2020 will bring us two more Friday the 13th. This week in Armada News, join us each Tuesday for TFO Tuesday, where we team up with other Armada members to get marks and earn dilithium. Also, we are taking applications for senior staff positions for the console fleets. So if you're interested, just shoot us an email uh, on the website, PriorityOneArmada.com. And in upcoming events, we are doing a daily giveaway for the month of December, since we're thankful to all our members. So if you have not joined the Armada and you want to take part in the giveaway, join the Armada and you get a chance to win one of the prizes that we're giving away every day. In other Armada news, the Priority One Ferengi Alliance fleet is a couple upgrades away from level 70. The House of Moog has completed its Tier 5 upgrade for the Industrial Fabricator, and it just needs fleet marks and dilithium for the next upgrade. Also, we're just a few days away, maybe a week, from the House of Martok first Tier 5 colony upgrade. I know I keep talking about that, and everybody's been contributing, so thanks so much to everybody. Uh, We're really close to that first upgrade. That's it for Armada News. And other gaming news. Computer. Run Star Trek Discovery Away Mission Program. 
Program complete. You may enter when ready. Well, you may enter if you're on the west coast of North America or Southeast Asia, anyway. The company Sandbox VR has teamed with CBS to bring a near 30-minute away team mission in immersive, full-body, free-roam virtual reality, featuring the voice of Mary Wiseman as Cadet Sylvia Tilly and taking players from the bridge of the USS Discovery all the way down to a frozen alien planet using VR goggles, body vest, arm and feet sensors, and handheld equipment to mimic phasers and tricorders. The experience cost you $48 American per person for about 26 minutes of the Starfleet experience with up to five of your friends. IGN recently tried out the experience and has a lengthy video review about their experience. Sandbox VR currently has locations in Vancouver, San Francisco, and LA, along with several locations in Asia. Their website does advertise other locations coming soon to major U.S. cities. Check out the show notes for the link to IGN's video. So this company, these guys are huge Star Trek fans. It's obvious because when their company started, they literally called themselves, quote, your neighborhood holodeck. Hmm. Nice. Like on their website. That's how they refer to themselves. So Star Trek, like with many video games, their entry into VR, I think was a little rocky. They had something at the Las Vegas convention that Henry, uh, the show artist, Romulan Ale, uh, tried out. He was not impressed, but that was not this. What they had at the Las Vegas convention was some kind of thing where you sat down and put on a VR headset and you you sat and shot things. This is a room that you stand in, put on a VR headset, the whole gear. They put sensors on your feet and on your hands. Uh, as well as giving you the, the weapons and stuff. And then you can walk around inside a room uh, and uh, shoot stuff and, and scan things and do Star trek stuff. Uh, they had something like this in Vegas for Star Wars at the mall that Elijah and I and Henry and his wife went and checked out. And it's fun. Uh, it wasn't exactly the same experience that this is going to be, but it's similar. Uh, and it's, it's a good time. $48 worth of good time? Well, I don't know. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's 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 a it's worth your half hour. That's for sure. They were talking in the video about there were moments where they had to beam from one location to another, and the there were like fans that would come on and like blow air around them, and then their vests that they were yep. wearing would vibrate their yep. bodies as they were being transported, and they said it was really cool. So I. You know, if you're a Star Trek fan, I know if I were within driving distance of these locations, I would have to go and do it. I just would have to. That's a lot of dip for a short amount of time. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely that you do get like a souvenir video and stuff like that, so you you take you take the experience home with you a little bit. So that's that's a nice add-on, but still it like it's 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 pretty pricey for what it is. I, if you've ever played laser tag, the vests you're talking about, you know when you get hit, uh, you get, you feel that that vibration. Apparently these vests you can feel wear on your body you get hit. Oh wow. Yeah, so they're that's high tech. Um I would totally pay that to go do that. That sounds so fun. Well, that brings us to our next community question. Would you pay $48 to experience the Star Trek Discovery Away mission for only 26 minutes? Or do you plan on going to the VR experience in the future? Let us know on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com. That's it for this week in gaming news. Now let's open hailing frequencies and hear your incoming messages. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. Well, Captain's hailing frequencies are now open, and we are ready to receive all of your incoming messages. Our first community question last week was, what do you think of Let It Go and Klingon? Do you have another favorite Klingon pop warrior song? 
from Twitter. Ken from Chicago writes, Klingon pop song? Along with an animated image of his mind exploding at the notion. Now, how many K-pop jokes did you guys make? Zero, because you weren't here. I'm really disappointed in the fact that you left that one on the table. That I had to come along here in the feedback of the next week and make jokes about uh, K-pop and the original Klingon. That's I, I, I feel like that was a really missed opportunity, and I'm going to have to have words with your supervisor. We were a little distracted last week because of the second community question. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So our mind was otherwise engaged because our second community question last week was, would you like Snoop Dogg to voice a character in Star Trek Online? If so, would he be a Starfleet Admiral, Klingon General, or Bromulan Agent? Tell us. From Facebook, Harvey Lee says, isn't his NPC the one we get all the confiscated contraband from? Is that true? I don't know, but it ought to be. What NPC is that? I, they should have rebooted Harry Mud with Snoop Dogg. Oh That's what they should have done. Forget Dwight Schrute. Wow. Snoop Dogg should have been Harry Mud rebooted. Can you? Uh, you I want that. I want. I want Cam from Chicago's exploding brain gift moved down to this section of the feedback because poof, mind blown. Yo, I got a time. I got a time crystal for Schnizzle. <laughs> I'm telling you, that would have gone over huge. He would have gotten off the Martha Stewart gig or whatever he's doing right now and jumped right into this. I'm telling you, he would have. From Facebook, Sean Turcott writes, I invited Snoop to join the Xbox fleet. I'll let you know what happens. Oh, my God. If he joins our Xbox fleet, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be so good. Well, that wraps up episode 438 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. But there are more great shows available to you on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Just visit podcast.roddenberry.com for a complete list. Then be sure to subscribe to them and share them with your friends. But we can't forget to send a special thanks to some of our Patreon supporters like Diana Gunther, Darnell Dwayne Ross, David K. Rutley, Joshua Selig, and Peter Archibald. And before we go, here's our community questions for this week. First, have you seen the new short trick, Ask Not? What did you think? Second, would you pay $48 to experience the Star Trek Discovery Away mission for 26 minutes? Do you plan on going to the VR experience in the future? Captains, it's important to us that you get your voice heard and that you participate in the conversation. Leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at PriorityOnePod. Don't miss a thing from the Star Trek multiverse? Catch our episodes every Friday. Just open your favorite podcast app and run a search for Roddenberry. There, you'll find us and our friends on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. You can even join in on the fun while we record our episodes live on Tuesday nights at around 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Keep an eye on our social media channels for details. And if you're still craving more, be sure to spend time with Winters and me and the Priority One Armada. Saturday nights, the Armada broadcasts live to review the latest Star Trek online and Armada news, as well as spotlight some of the amazing members in our community. Each week, we team up with you, the viewers, to earn things like reputation marks and dilithium. With regular giveaways, there's something for all Star Trek Online players, new and old. Follow us on all our social media accounts for broadcast times, and if you'd like to join the Armada, visit us at PriorityOneArmada.com. This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by our patrons through Patreon.com. Find out more and add your support at Patreon.com forward slash Priority One. Even if you can't make a financial contribution, Please spread the word about the show 
and invite your fellow Trekkies. It's your support that keeps us going. Don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions' Guard Frequency podcast at GuardFrequency.com. Each episode, the Guard will take you inside the universe of your favorite space sims, including a tabletop adventure played out by your hosts. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. Thanks to our audio editors, including William Hardy, Brandon Parker, Rand Hurl, Daniel Stevens, Roscoe McQueen, and Skiffy. Thanks to our producer, Jake Morgan, for assisting in the production of The Weekly Show. Thank you to our associate producer, Shane Hoover. Thanks to our graphic artist, Henry Pomper, with support from Jason Smith of the Priority One Armada. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio. Most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek community, and our listeners. Because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Enemy ship on sensors. Red alert. Su. No. Engage. captains you're listening to episode 438 of priority one podcast a rut wait that's not what it is i don't even know the name of the show perfect <laughs> off to a great start if you get bloopers in the opening reel you're good i mean if you screw oh, up oh. the opening reel the rest of the show's gonna be great that's like a that's like a good luck charm yeah it is it's absolutely good luck charm are you a diehard collector of star trek merchandise then you might be interested in a brand new exclusive captain spike's Spike, Captain Spike. <laughs> Hang on, I'm writing that down. Please, do you, can I watch that do, show? Do you, do I want that, I want show. that show. Captain Spike. This is like transporter yep, accident. Yep. Spock and Pike <laughs> transporter accident. Yes, you write. You, you're. It's it's law school twists your brain in specific and particular ways, and it <laughs> twisted ours it exactly. Does. Yep. Yep. That's the show. So, 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 at what point are people <laughs> going to start arguing that number one made the wrong decision by splitting them up, like in the Two Vicks episode? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> wouldn't they be like the ideal Captain Spike? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Although I am picturing Spike from Buffy right now. <laughs> by the way, by the way, all you slash fiction writers, yeah, you're I, welcome. I was going there. I was going there next. I was going there next. I mean. Tony, why do you think I got this job? Because I'm basically yeah. a copy of you, I don't, except I, fatter and stupid. I'm just, no, I, I, you're, you're, do, I should just. Why am I here? I'll just, I'll just let you guys just go. You guys are doing all the things. We're hitting all the right notes. Recreated from original CBS Studio archived materials and through a thorough examination of the original filming costumes, the statue features a breathtaking likeness of actor Leonard Nimoy as Captain Spock of the USS Enterprise 
as he appears in the Paramount Pictures Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan film directed by <gasps> Nicholas Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a run-on sentence worthy of Lennon, our our British friend. That's he's he's. This is one Jake, quote. A, no, this, like, he's just rolling this off. His, <laughs> it's one this sentence. What? One. I know this was never meant to be read out loud. Who, Somebody typed this, and it was that. Yeah. Whoever, 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 like originally typed this, like the quote, like whoever said the quote, quote or, or wrote the quote. I'm gonna quote. <laughs> this is a copywriter on a website. It was never meant to be used as spoken English. It was supposed well, to be glided over by a collector. Some punctuation for Christmas. That's yes. He needs a full set of commas and hyphens and ellipses. Seriously. All right, here we go. 2020 will bring us two more Friday the 13th in addition to the Halloween. In addition, in addition to the Halloween. <laughs> The Halloween. Yes. <laughs> the tricks and treats. I'm also a fan of the Easter and the Arbor Day as well. The Thanksgiving's good. Right? That, that's good radio. And then I can blabber. Yeah. I can blabber until you're done typing, which is not as good radio, but it's something. Feel free to jump in, Anthony. Any, any time. Yeah. I could, I, well, I was going to say I could drink wine. That's, 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 a, it, 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 slurping sounds is also excellent radio here. Let me, let me show you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are you drinking tea? Are you drinking tea, Earl Grey hot? Yeah, in my oh, in my nice. Star Trek mug with my with my little little Starfleet com badge on my guard frequency fleece. Well, nobody's perfect. It's okay. I'm the guy wearing a Star Trek shirt on the Star Trek podcast. Uh, the Star Wars shirt on Star the, Wars. Yeah. What did I say? You said Star Trek shirt on the Star. Trek. Hang on, hang on. Let me let me have another drink of wine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that'll fix it. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I have I have played laser tag, but I don't know that feeling because I've never been hit. Uh, right? Yeah. Keep yeah. Another tip that wine glass up. <laughs> tip that wine glass up a right. little higher, little little higher. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I I was thinking to myself, man, I feel bad for whoever's editing this segment, and then I realized it's me. <laughs> well. Podcast. Roddenberry. Com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.